Dive in to River Radio. Welcome, you're listening to the River Radio Let's Talk Business show with me, Sophie Comas. I hope that you're all having a good week out there. On today's show, I'm delighted to have Amy Stroud from Britain's Solicitors join us, a solicitor based locally who specialises in personal injury clients. So Amy, good afternoon, welcome. Hi Sophie, thank you for having me. Oh, it's lovely to have you on yeah. board this afternoon. Um, so on today's show, we're going to be finding out a little bit more about Amy, learning about Britain's solicitors and what they do, and debating and discussing some of the challenges faced in the small business legal sector today. Plus, we've got some great music choices and also a book recommendation from Amy as well. So um, how's your week going, Amy? Um, very, very busy, thank you. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> As per normal. <laughs> That's good. So you've got lots of client conversations happening at the moment this week. Uh, well, we settled a case um, yesterday. That was nice. It's been going on for a long time. Excellent. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that means we don't have to go to the final court hearing, which is due on the 21st of April. So that's a relief because that's an Easter holidays. Yes. <laughs> that's a relief for me and the client. <laughs> yeah, just very, very busy. Yes. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So um, so where are you based? Do you? I, I know you're based in, in the local area. Where are you based? So I work with Britain solicitors. Uh, we're based on the parade in Bourne End. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are on the old, what the locals know as the old Lloyds Bank uh, building uh, uh, up the top by the roundabout. Okay, but you've got two, you've got two offices, I think. Yeah, we've got another office in Beaconsfield, which That's is opposite right. the Waitrose Excellent. up there near the uh, train station. Excellent. So yeah. very much focused in the local area, yeah. which is great. Definitely. And um, so, tell me a bit more about Britain solicitors. What kind of areas of law do you cover? Is it is it all the same thing, or do you do different different areas? We do all areas of law except for criminal. Okay. Um, so primarily, it's for the local uh, quite local uh, environment uh, people so it's for sort of buying and selling homes uh, probate uh, lasting power of attorneys a bit of family law uh, and then of course you have somebody like myself who does the uh, personal injury medical mistakes and a bit of employment law Excellent. Yeah. Okay, so real mix there. So really, if you need yeah, some help, we, we then... try to help to serve the whole community if we can. Yeah. Excellent. That sounds great. So what? Um, so your your area of law is um, personal injury and medical failure. Did you say medical that? mistake? Well, medical it's, it's, the, the actual formal name is clinical negligence. Okay. But I I, I still say medical mistakes. It's <laughs> easy to understand. Fair yeah. enough. So um, so for our listeners out there, perhaps could you explain what that means, um, and, and kind of maybe give us some examples of of the kind of work and, and how you help people yeah so it's for um at for people who have been unfortunate enough to suffer an injury um in an accident or uh, if through a mistake in, in a hospital or a care home or by their gp um tends to be not their fault it has a devastating effect on their lives so what i'm trying to do is is trying to get them back to where they were before they had the injury mm. um and the only way we can do that is uh by getting uh, compensation to pay for their treatment uh, and uh, to compensate for the injuries they've sustained. Mm. Um, with most people, though, it, the compensation is, is not the what they initially come to see me about. It's normally because they want to understand what happened to them. Yeah. So they want an explanation of why they've suffered that injury, particularly on the medical mistakes um, side, uh, and want basically want an apology. Mm. People have caused them harm. Um, so the majority of people, it's not 
the compensation they're trying to seek. Mm. Um, and also I do a lot of vitalities, so people who've died due to an accident or a medical mistake, so I tend to act with the families who, again, oh um, want to find out why their mm. loved ones passed yeah. away when they shouldn't have done. Yeah, that, that's interesting, actually, that yeah. the motivation often isn't around no, not the financial all. remuneration. No, most, most people, they just want to know what's happened, uh, they want an apology, and they also want to make sure that doesn't happen to somebody else. That mm. seems to be the primary reason of why people come to see me. Yeah. And, of course, the compensation is to pay for, say, for example, uh, they're not able to return to their work, um, so they suffered loss of earnings. Yeah. Um, and also so they can, if they're able to, uh, go back to work or, or try and find work that can be adjusted to, to their, work, mm. their, their disabilities. Yeah. Okay. Gosh, so you're, 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 what you cover is is pretty broad. Then I guess yeah, it's fabulous. Uh, it's a great, it's a great job. Yeah, yeah. I guess that was, well. That leads me on to one of my next questions. Yeah. What's what's the one thing that you really enjoy about your role? Oh, it sounds really cliche, but I just love helping people. <laughs> um, I thoroughly enjoy um, fighting for justice. Mm. I really enjoy getting results for them um, and going through the journey with them because it can be quite a long journey. Um, sort of holding their hand, taking the stress off their shoulders hopefully in pursuing um to find answers for them and to um you know as I say get an apology and to rectify mistakes that have been made mm. I love yeah. I love that when when we were kind of catching up just in advance of the show I love the way you described yourself which was <laughs> to fight for justice for injured people through accident yeah. or medical mistakes um and I love that I think that's um I've got visions of you in a, in a cape and as a superwoman <laughs> now fighting for justice but not my knickers <laughs> on the outside <laughs> no no we'll leave that one to superman I think yeah yeah it's, there's, there's there's quite a few a few of us who do this type of job I, I think there's um no, I can't remember the figure now but there's a lot an awful lot of um injury solicitors out there and lawyers who are really trying to fight for the good mm. uh, but unfortunately we do get a bit of a bad name in the press a little bit like estate agents which yes. I think is a real shame yeah um because you know um for hundreds and hundreds of years now if someone's been injured due to a fault of somebody else they should be compensated for that mm. um you know because they've, they've suffered a lot of these people have suffered completely life-changing injuries um it completely affects their whole lives mm. Um, so why shouldn't they be able to obtain compensation if it's not due to their fault? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, for example, if you had an accident and work because your employer was not following the um, health and safety legislation, and if, for example, if you were you had somebody using a, a saw uh, which didn't have a guard on it, um, and you had no choice but to use that saw, and of course, then you lose a finger. Why should you not be compensated for that because your employer did not put a, mm. a guard on the saw, for yeah. example? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I am. Um, that's my point of view. <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess um, obviously there's always situations where um, where it's not the employer's fault, I guess. No. Um, and, I, you know, mm. maybe it's the individual's negligence. Sometimes, yeah, it's their fault as well because they maybe they should have spoken up and said, I'm not using this saw because there's not a guard on it, but maybe they don't have the confidence or they're intimidated by the person who's employed, yes. but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can do get some people partly responsible for their accidents, mm. and their injuries. Yeah, yeah, that's good. It must be quite varied a, a role. You must meet kind of all sorts of different scenarios yeah, and situations. And all different people from different backgrounds as well. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Definitely. So I act for um, children, uh, right up to the very elderly, and of course, the people who have died as well, and their families. Yeah. So There's a whole range of um, age groups and, and backgrounds. Yeah. Mm. 
Definitely. What's is there a really unusual case that you you've dealt with that you can think <laughs> oh of? Oh my goodness! I'll have to come back to that one. I <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. Um, so we talked about what you love most about your job. On by the by contrast, what is it that you like least about your role? Um, the we were under um, quite a lot of stress. There's a lot of uh, under quite strict court timetables, mm. so we have to get things done by a certain time, and and that's because the court clearly wants to manage what we're doing um, because we don't want uh, cases to go on for years and years. But it does cause um, quite a lot of stress for me when I have various people. I'm trying to get various things done by a particular time, which I presume is like a lot of jobs. Mm. That's a stress we all, most of us are under in our jobs. Yeah. Um, um, Yeah. That's about it, really. Um, Sometimes you can't predict how a judge is going to decide a case. That can be really stressful. Mm. Some judges uh, will go on the personality of the people involved rather than the actual case, which I've, that's one of my bugbears of um, what we oh, do. Yeah. Um, but that that's, doesn't seem to be so much nowadays. That was quite an old-fashioned way. Mm. Um, so, for example, if you had an opponent who was a, a charity, the judge might view them more favourably than your client because they see them as a charity, even though they've done something wrong. Right. But, that's quite rare nowadays. Yeah. That's more of an old-fashioned way. Yeah. I guess that must be quite quite difficult and, and quite frustrating. I guess if you're, you know, you've kind of clearly got demonstration that somebody's yeah. been negligent, yeah. irrespective of who they are. It's yeah. Um, the, the the laws actually change a lot. They they um, for about twenty years now. Um, the um, the civil procedure rules are. Uh, changed the ethos or try to change the ethos of the law in my area, particularly civil law. Uh, trying to get everyone on equal footings, mm. uh, whereas before you'd you'd get these big boys and they're a lot of money behind, and we could sort of throw everything at you um, yeah. to fight a case. Whereas now it's a bit more more equal. That's good, and I guess I know we're going to come on to talk about some of the challenges um, that you experience within mm. the industry. But I guess the kind of um, if you, you know one of the things is if you can't afford a, a solicitor or, or yes. you know, good legal rec- representation, that must yeah. be that must be. Quite we used challenging. to have legal aid. So when mm. I, I've been in in this business for um uh, over 30 years and um we used to get legal aid for personal injury claims yeah do you not get that anymore then that 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 was abolished um 20 or 25 years ago okay so before you would uh, it's still around for very very rare cases but not you know for it's not it's not for for 90 odd percent of the people it's not available Mm. um so now they've gone down there these no win no fee agreements you hear about which are they're all over, they, they definitely get a bad <laughs> press. They're all over yeah, the well, radio they, they, and, and Well, they enable places. people to um, fund their legal charges. So what it is basically, the, um, the the solicitors will take on a case on a no-win, no-fee agreement. So we're, we're taking on a case, so if we lose your case, um, we don't get paid. Mm. And if we win your case, we do charge legal charges. But what tends to happen is if you win your case, your opponent... Uh, as well as paying compensation, will pay majority of, or mostly of, all of your legal charges. Okay, I didn't uh, know that. So yeah, um, so what some solicitors will do is they're entitled to charge what's known as a success fee, mm-hmm. uh, which reflects the fact that um, you might not get paid because you might mm. lose the case. Yeah, or if you do get paid, uh, you don't get paid till the end of the case. Um, so that could be a few years. Um, so you're entitled to charge a success fee, which which can come out of your client's compensation. Mm. Um, I try to avoid doing that if I can. Yes. I won't do that for vulnerable people, and I, I won't do that for children. Mm. So they will get 100% of their compensation. Yeah. 
Oh, that's good. Yeah. I didn't. I, yeah, I, yeah. This is all, luckily, I haven't, haven't had so to these go no, down These no-win, so. no-fee agreements evolved uh, as a replacement um, for the government to fund claims for people who are on a low income. Because as you think about it, if you had an injury, you might not be able to work. Mm. Uh, so you haven't got earnings. So therefore, you're on a low income. So yeah. you'd then be eligible for legal aid. Yeah. Uh, clearly, government got sort of getting quite big bills on this aspect yes so therefore they had to find a different route therefore they improvised these um conditional fee agreements these no win no fee agreements to replace i didn't know them. that was where that came from yeah. i thought it was just yeah. some entrepreneurial no. person coming up with up no, that solution they've evolved over the years so um whichever solicitor you go to you'll get basically the same no win no fee agreement because they're drafted by the law society oh. which is the uh, law society is the um Governing body of solicitors, solicitors. Yes, yeah. So you'll basically get the same agreement wherever you go, but the yeah. difference will be the success fee. Mm. Um, but the most anybody can take out of your, out of your compensation um, for your injury claim is 25% of your compensation. Okay. So there'll never be any more than that be able to take out of your money. Yeah, well, that's good mm. Good to know if anybody's yeah. listening out there and yeah. in that situation that they're, they're exploring and that the as an option. The first £30,000 of your compensation will be tax-free as well. Mm. Oh, I didn't know that either. Gosh, I'm learning all sorts this <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> Brilliant. So I, I, um, that's been really good to, to hear a bit about what you do there, Amy. Yeah. I know you've, um, at this point in the show, I'd really like to share some book or podcast recommendations with our listeners. Yeah. Um, you know, often just to help with, um, if we've got small business owners listening out there or somebody thinking about making mm. the leap of faith and setting up their own small business. So I know you've got a legal focused recommendation this afternoon. So would you like to explain your... Yeah, it's just a good read, actually. Read. Um, there's this barrister called The Secret Barrister. And he uh, writes books and podcasts uh, about the truth about justice. In the Age of Lies, he's called. He's called the latest book's called Fake Law, and it's just really interesting read. So he will analyse something that's been in the news recently, and and how the media will uh, report uh, a legal case, uh, and actually what the truth is of the the case. Mm. And it's it's just fascinating. So, for example, everyone knows about the. So I think it's Martin Jones, the one who um, who got uh, burg- burgled, and yeah. he assaulted the burglar burglar yes that's a classic one isn't it everyone yeah. knows about and um you know um and the uproar when um i think it was mr jones was i can't remember his name who um was found guilty of assaulting the burglar and and the uh, and uh, in the end um he was found not guilty and all that sort of journey so there's all those sort of stories now it's, it's um it's really interesting so if you want to it's just a good it's just a good read and it just sort of explains the law uh, a bit bit more clearer um yes yeah, so highly recommend it. And it's Excellent. quite, it's quite amu- some of its, his points of view are quite amusing. So he's a criminal lawyer. Mm. So he, he's in a different, because um, I'm in civil. Sure. So I'm in a different area to him, but he still, he still writes about um, other areas of law as well. He's just, he's just, um, you know, um, as you know, if you look at the back of the book, the Times says, uh, urgent and highly readable book. You will come away from it feeling that your mind has been purged. Uh, <laughs> and the Daily Express says, uh, a wake-up call for anyone with interest in how the law and, by extension, society and justice function, that is to say, every one of us. So, yes, yeah, it's... it's um, it's good. Uh, it's good that fun. sounds good. I think yeah. sometimes the media can definitely um, portray things in a certain way yeah. that lead you in a, to yeah. believe a certain situation. But, of course, you never truly know the whole scenario no. or, or all no. of the 
all of the facts. Um, So that's interesting that he explores that a little bit further in the book. I think there was a hotel inspector, actually, that did something similar. There was a TV series based on the secret hotel inspector, and they talked about... um, things that were going on in a, a London hotel and, and sort of there was a TV <laughs> series made about it. As you can imagine, it was quite uh, quite an interesting, yeah. <laughs> quite an interesting programme to watch. So my, my background's hotel, so it's definitely ah. quite interesting to hear all of the secrets of um, of what went on. So yeah, they didn't tell you which hotel it was based on. And I'm, I, do you know who the, do you know who the author is? It's, yeah, absolutely. He's oh, quite, yes. he's quite honest. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, he calls himself the secret barrister, but um, yeah, but um, it's, it's um, I think law's not taught in schools. No. So most, maybe some people don't know what the difference is, is between civil and criminal and yeah, you know, all the can, different can types you tell of us, Can you tell us really quickly? <laughs> oh, gosh, how to explain? Well, civil is things like if people owe you money, yeah, uh, or contract disputes. Um, I'm hoping I'm describing this properly. And criminal law, I think we all know what criminal law is, isn't it? Um, yeah. And then you've got the family law as well. Sure, yeah, and um, that's obviously if families are splitting yeah. up or yeah. Something, so, you, so. so you get with the criminal law, you get the um, magistrates, and then you go to the crown court, and then the court of appeal. And um, with civil, you get the county court, mm. then going up to the high court that has various yeah. sections to it. And then above that, the Supreme Court. And above that um, used to be the European Court of... Um, I was going to say, do we, yeah. still, do we still have that? No, as a, a, but a lot of their law still permeates through because um, the government started, decided to keep most of that law because quite a lot of it makes sense. Mm. Yes. Um, and it, it's, it's so massive in our, our legal system um, that's still retained, yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah, I was wondering about that actually. If that would change yeah. over time, the influence. It might of the over European, change over time as its cases law. go before judges. Mm. Yeah, yeah, mm. that's good. Excellent. Well, thank you for sharing yeah. that. Um, I shall go and check that out. Sounds interesting. <laughs> so I shall. I shall add that to my list of books well, to just, read. It's something to read, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So you've also got a, a song choice for us this afternoon as well. So would you like to share with the listeners your choice and if there's a story behind it? I think the first one is it Gold Dust. It is Gold Dust. Ah, yes, that's from one of my daughters my youngest um (laughs) when I take her to school in the morning she tends to play this and it ends up with us two literally hitting our heads on the top of the ceiling (laughs) of the the car because we're jumping up and down to it (laughs) it's one of those songs I love it so so, um so anyone who's dozing off right now I think you might be about to be (laughs) wake you up yes (laughs) excellent that's brilliant so we've got gold dust I need to put my teeth in um and that's with DJ Fresh I believe so brilliant enjoy
welcome back. You're listening to Sophie Comas on River Radio Let's Talk Business show. Thank you for listening in this afternoon. Today I'm joined by Amy Stroud, solicitor from Britain's Solicitors, based in Bourne End, End and, and Beaconsfield. I remember that one. <laughs> um, so far we've heard a little bit about Britain's Solicitors and the kind of work that Amy does to help her clients. Don't forget, if you have missed part of today's show, you can listen again via um, the website, river.radio, or as a podcast via all of the usual places. And of course, if you do want to get in touch about any of the discussions we're having on the show today, please do drop me an email to sophie at river.radio. So Amy, welcome back. Hello. Um, that was a that was a very lively song that we had there. Um, so thank you for your yeah, choice. Good, good, for, good for lunchtime. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Anybody that was dozing off there, I definitely don't think they're dozing off anymore. So <laughs> that's oh. good. Your your second song, I think, is a little bit calmer. Um, so we'll, we'll share more about that later. Oh, you have to have a happy song, don't you? Yeah, definitely. No, absolutely. You need something which is uplifting and and going to be, going to be nice and positive. So um, okay. So about this part of the show, we started asking our guests a quick fire question round to understand a bit more about them so um for those listeners amy's looking at me slightly terrified right now but don't worry i do promise you you are going to know the answers and it's not going to be tricky so are you ready i am yes do you like marmite no oh controversial (laughs) do you prefer schweppes or fever tree um, I like both because I like oh. gin, so I'm not too oh, fussy about okay. what goes with it. All right, football mm. or rugby? At Neva. Okay. <laughs> Tennis or cricket? At Neva, I'm not a sporty person. <laughs> not doing very well here. Um, tea or coffee? Uh, both. <laughs> no, come on, you have to choose one. Um, coffee in the mornings, tea in the afternoon. All right, I'll let you have that. Yeah. Lemon or lime? Um, lemon. Cats or dogs? Uh, gosh, that's a difficult one. Probably dogs. Beach or city holidays? City. Milk chocolate or dark chocolate? Milk. Milk. Mm. Nice. Okay. And if you have one superpower, what would it be? Um, we discussed this earlier, didn't we? Did, we? There's didn't lots we? of superpowers, and I think we decided on flying, didn't we? <laughs> that's, uh, that would definitely be long, mine. Long as, for sure. long as you had a nice warm coat on, yes, it's it a bit cold, <laughs> or um, only fly in the summer when it's really hot. <laughs> <laughs> just as you say, just so we can sort of avoid the traffic queues, and also be nice, sort of, um, it'd be nice to look down and sort of. Yeah, and look at the scenery. Yeah, yeah. different perspective yeah, on different life. Yeah, different perspective, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Okay, so um, we've talked a little bit about what you do and how mm. you, you help your clients yeah. mm. at the moment and the different areas of law that Britain solicitors yeah. um, help with their, their customers. And it's a really broad breadth of different ways that they can mm. help. Um, but what's your what's your background? How did you how did you end up being a solicitor? Were you Did, did you always want to be a, a solicitor or is it something that No, that I wanted to later? be a musician. Ah, what so do you was, play? I play clarinet and okay. a few other instruments. So that's what I always wanted to do. Um, but I struggled at school. Mm. I, I never really settled. So I didn't do particularly well in my exams. Yeah. So with my um, clarinet playing, I got up to the grade eight, which is the highest grade you can get to. Mm-hmm. And I did quite well in other instruments. But I And I also got <laughs> grade five in theory, um, which is equivalent to an O-level in those days. But mm. I did really badly in my O-levels. <laughs> so... Um, panicked my family and my dad sent me off to college on a secretarial studies course where I actually met my best friend and we're still really good friends oh I love Um, those stories so it wasn't too bad um, (laughs) but it sort of got me um, so I became a secretary in a firm of solicitors and I felt really at home there and I thought this is this is me I'm really enjoying this Um, and they supported me and do some training 
And then I just thought, do you know what? I really fancy going to university. Mm. So I went to university as a mature student yeah. uh, and worked in holidays. That's how I financed it. Um, and where, where did you go? I went to Sheffield. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm. that's fabulous. And I stayed up there for a few years as well. I got a job up there. I stayed up there for a few years. But um, I wanted to do family law. And in that era, there was a lady called um, Philippa Pearson. It's quite a forefront in um, sort of um, moving away from the acrimonious way of family law was being dealt with at the time into mm. more of a mediation. So yes. mediation wasn't really uh, a, a buzzword at that time. Mm. Um, but she seemed to be at the forefront of pushing for that. Yeah. And so that, that I, seems to have really come in. It really has. In fact, she now, probably not that it? well known now, but she, she caught my eye. So I, I wrote to her and she said she was in Camden in London and she said, come on down. So at that time, I'd been doing five years of conveyancing where I absolutely hated with a passion. <laughs> My boss is not listening to me now because that's what he does. <laughs> and um, so she said, come on down. And I literally, within a few minutes of meeting her, she offered me a job. Wow. She said, um, um, we're looking for a, a, a trainee solicitor. Would you like to train with us? Fantastic. And that was in Osborne's in um, Camden. Mm. So I very luckily, eventually got a training contract with them. Yeah. So that's why I qualified for a solicitor with them. And, um, but after a bit, family law is quite, it can be really upsetting. Yeah, so I, because can, we, I can we imagine. Did a, she did a lot of public law um, cases, which what that is, is um, with, with the job, she, most of the work she did was um, children who were not, were found by social services not to be uh, able to stay with their families due yeah. to various issues. So um, we used to have to the families actually trying to get the fat children back. Mm. Uh, and also a lot of divorces and that. And it's thought this, I just thought this is not me. Mm. So I asked Osborne, did they have any other opportunities in the firm? And they said, yes, we've got a opening up in personal injury. Mm. So I popped down to their personal injury department, which is downstairs, and um, fell in love with it. Wow. And that's and since I've been doing personal injury claims for 20-odd um, oh, years, well, 20, 23, 24 years. That, that doesn't look possible, Amy. That's not possible. No, no, I absolutely love the area of law. Um, mm. and there's, a, you know, there's a lady called Nicola Bold who did um, clinical negligence. She got quite well known in, in, in our industry. She, yeah. she died last year, which is very, very upsetting. But she was fabulous in that area of law as well, and she inspired me as well. Mm. And I learned, and there's a gentleman called Stuart, who's Stuart Knightley, he's still there, I think. He'll probably laugh if he hears this. <laughs> uh, a few people there who really inspired me because they, they were very good at what they did in their jobs. Yeah. So I got really good training with them. Excellent. So that was yeah. at Osborne. Yeah, in, in Camden. They're yeah. still going, it's still a big company. Fantastic. Um, and then I met my husband. Yeah. Uh, and of course, then you move out to the, uh, the suburbs, <laughs> i.e. Maidenhead. <laughs> and been working locally since. Yeah. yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah, I imagine just going back to what you were saying there about family law, I imagine it must be, um, it must be really, it can be really emotional. Yeah, I, I think I did a lot of domestic violence cases in that era as well. And yes. I think I was too young. Yeah. Uh, I think you need to be much more mature to do, well, maybe not. But for me personally, I thought it was, um, I was taking on really big problems and I was only in my 20s. Yeah. Um, big issues. And um, I think some people... People, some people do family law, absolutely love it. Yeah. It wasn't for me. No. Um, but I, I find I still, the, the thing about family law and personal injury law, you're still helping people, mm. but just in a different way. Yes. Yeah. Um, Definitely. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's good that the family law situation is changing as well. That the the law itself is changing. So yeah, I haven't done it for to... years, but it's um, definitely. I think it's much more on the mediation side. Yeah. Than it doesn't have yeah. to be a reason for domestic abuse, violence, or mm. so, something significantly horrible to have happened. There, there is now recognition that actually it's just yeah. I do do both parties do touch on domestic violence in my work now because I do criminal okay. injuries. Okay. So um, if you are. Uh, injured, injured, say for an assault or domestic violence, you can also claim compensation uh, yeah. from a government-run body called the Criminal Injuries Compensation Authority. Okay, so they pay, pay out compensation to be people have been injured in that and uh, through criminal act. Yeah, so I do some of those as well. So okay. I still, still get a little bit of that, but not much. No, no. And I guess with a bit more experience that you've you've had, I guess it's it's not easier to deal with, but you you kind of got more experience to be able to deal with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Just, I, I think the biggest thing is you, you, you have to be on. You want to be on your client's side. You get empathy. What they're mm. going through. You sort of try and understand what they're where they are and what they what's happening with them. Yeah, and um, trying to uh, trying to help them. To, yeah, yeah. To get back their lives back on track, basically. Yes. Yeah. Mm. I imagine. I can can imagine. There's lots of challenges in trying to do that, especially if yeah. somebody's been injured or, yeah. or something. So, um, is there anything you wish you'd done differently? Um, studied at school. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's perfect timing for all those GC people taking GCSEs and A levels this year. I wasted a lot of time, but I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life because um, it was a bit of a shock when I didn't do very well in my O levels. I'm sure a lot of people had this. It was a bit of a shock. Yeah. And you sort of think, oh, okay, so I can't do what I wanted to do because mm. I wanted to play, I wanted to play an orchestra. That was my dream. Yeah. Um, and for okay, so I've got to find something else to do now, mm-hmm. and so. You, you, I went out in the big wide world and worked. Yeah. And luckily, I my I worked for a firm of solicitors who happened to be really supportive of me. Yes. And they inspired me. As a yeah. few few people on the way have really inspired me. Yeah. You mentioned a couple of there. Is there is there anybody else that that's really kind of been significantly instrumental in in where kind of you ending up where you are now? I guess. Yeah, as I say, you know, I, I think Philippa Pearson uh, with the uh, taking me on under her wing initially and that's how I got my training contract with Osborne's so I always thank her for that um and yeah just Nicola Bold was really inspiring uh, a couple other people as well Stuart uh yeah I think you know when you're young um I think to to learn for me personally to to learn what I do, do deal with is actually your I used to sit in the same room as that person doing the work yeah and so you can hear and see what they're doing, and that's a fabulous way of learning. Yeah. And then you it get is, involved I, in what they're doing. I know. think, and I think that's mm. one of the challenges. I and mean, obviously, we, you know, I'm sure COVID will come up a bit later on, but yeah. I think that's one of the challenges for people Massive coming challenge. into the workforce at the moment. Mm. That you're, you know, a lot of people are working from home. I think for some people in their working life, it's really it's isolating for some. Yeah, but mm. for some, if you're just starting no. out, you don't have that no. people contact to listen to what they're doing, hear how they yeah. work, you meet people at the, you know, the coffee. Mm machine it's all ah, of that kind of I stuff love, I, I don't know if my work people people I work with listen to me but I actually love working in the office mm. um because as you say you've got company and they're good people um yeah and you've got somebody to go to as well if you go do you know what I've just got I can't quite I mean maybe less so for you yeah. now or, you know but I think when you've got something you're like do you know what I just want to talk it through with somebody or Absolutely. I can't quite work out how to do this mm. and well, actually really talk nice. it through with somebody you find your answers as you go through yes. it don't you so <laughs> <Yes>. hopefully <laughs> yeah no, definitely yeah, yeah I definitely know mm. what, what you mean mm. um 
So what's the, is there anything that kind of, that in hindsight you'd perhaps hadn't gone quite so well, but actually you're quite grateful for that had kind of worked out well in the end? Is there... I think by, by doing really badly at my exams, <laughs> it, it put a rocket at my bottom. I think, oh my goodness me, I, I need to do something in my life, <laughs> probably. Um, and I think it also makes you appreciate, because I was so skint for years, it makes you appreciate people have no money. Because yes. <laughs> yeah. when you first train, you're, in, you know, I was in, living and working in London and I don't know I don't know what a trainee solicitor's salary is now but I was on 12,000 mm. which in the middle of London was nothing when you have to pay rent and things so yeah. uh, and also when you know a lot of a lot of work you do for free as well try and get your foot in the door okay so um well, that's one of the reasons why a lot of solicitors do not become barristers mm. uh because it's a really uncritated uh a system to be a barrister you have to work I think it's a year or two years for free oh wow to become a, when you're a pupil as mm. a barrister and you have to attend various dinners as well mm. so it's a little bit uh, well, I might be causing controversy here but it's a little bit only open for people who've got a bit of financial backing behind them yes to become a yeah. barrister yeah. unless you do become a solicitor first of all uh, and then go down the route of being a barrister mm. that's quite it's quite it's, it's quite a, a closed world I think yeah I didn't. Mm. I didn't. Didn't know that either. Yeah. So mm. I'm learning lots this afternoon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what's your biggest achievement to date? Would you say work-wise? Oh, work-wise. Yes. I think you can say personally. Well, you, you, can, you can give me both. <laughs> uh, well, personally, it's having three children. Yes. Uh, obviously. Yeah, yeah. We all say that, won't we? Um, uh, and work-wise, um, I think I'm getting there. I think I'm always there where I wanted to be. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, that's really uh, lovely. So, to yeah. Hear. Yeah. It's good. I love yeah. the stories where um, people share that perhaps things didn't quite go to plan but actually they ended up as they they should have been um yeah and it all comes good in the end so I love I love to hear that so yeah it's, it's um, good yeah excellent and what does the future hold for you um over the next year or so is there any have you got any big plans or just building where you are um get more organized because <laughs> <laughs> excellent so I'm a member of the association of um personal injury lawyers yes um so it's a as a, a uh, a charity-run organisation, uh, which most personal injury lawyers are part of, so they do a lot of campaigning mm. um, uh, in our area of law. Uh, so there's various campaigns going on at the moment. Um, for example, um, bereavement damages. So that's compensation you get if a loved one uh, dies uh, yeah. through negligence, for example. And there's, there's a set t- sum of money you can get for that, and it's just literally okay. over fifteen thousand pounds. Okay, which is pretty. Uh, pretty dire for someone who's died mm. uh, and also uh, it's not open to everybody as well you, not everybody can claim compensation for a loved one who's died so for example um a uh, father of a child cannot claim compensation if a child dies so there's and grandchildren grandparents can't so it's quite a closed okay but, but presumably the mother can yes mm. Mm, so it's all, it's all yeah. various various different reasons things that are going on and what's the other campaigns campaigns are doing um, also with coroner's inquests, um, coroner's inquests are if someone dies under um, suspicious circumstances or, or when they shouldn't have died, for example, if in hospital and they died suddenly or there was some mistake there, um, a coroner's, uh, an inquest will be held by a coroner to discover why somebody died and mm. to make sure it doesn't happen again. Um, so I, 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 I do represent a lot of families in those and those families do not get their legal costs paid. Okay. Uh, which I think is wrong. Yeah. I think if someone's made a mistake, um, they should pay for that mistake. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. So you, you want to get more involved in helping to campaign for some of those? Yeah, that's that's yeah. what we do. Yeah. Um, various other campaigns, well, and also just to raise uh, raise um, visibility about um, that uh, the compensation culture is not not accurate at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those sort of things. Yeah. Good. Well, we'll we'll look forward to hearing yeah. more about that from you. Yeah. <laughs> it's exciting. Um, okay, so you've got a, a second song choice for us. Not quite so energetic as the first, I think. <laughs> um, but would you like to share with the listeners your, so your song choice? Of, from having children, obviously, uh, I've had the joy of watching lots of Disney films. And my favourite Disney film is Moana. Oh, um, yeah, if I like you that just want a, an afternoon of drifting off and relaxing, uh, that's a perfect film. Uh, and it's a feel-good film. I think it's a yeah. feel-good film, and no, I just I think it's a wonderful film. Yeah, I like yeah. the Cars films. That's that's the same. I think for me, <laughs> oh, you got boys. And I I've have got, got girls. boys. Yes. <laughs> so there you go. Different, <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> different you. likes, but yeah. um, excellent. So, and you've chosen how far I'll go. What's well, the main song from it? So, um, yeah, excellent, mm. brilliant. Okay, so to all our listeners out there, <laughs> enjoy. enjoy, relax for a few minutes. <laughs> the edge of the water long as I can remember never really knowing why I wish I could be the perfect daughter but I come back to the water no matter how hard I try every turn I take every trail I track every path I make every road leads back to the place I know where I cannot
and welcome back. You're listening to Sophie Comas on the River Radio Let's Talk Business show. And this afternoon, I've got Amy um, from Britain Solicitors. So welcome back, Amy. Thank you. Hi. Um, so far, we've learned a lot about Amy and the business, Britain Solicitors. <clears throat> Don't forget, if you have missed part of today's show, you can listen to the show again via the website, river.radio, or as a podcast via Alexa, Apple or Google. And of course, if you want to get in touch about any of the discussions we're having on the show today, please do drop me an email to sophie at river.radio. So Amy, there are, um, I'm sure, many challenges facing the legal industry um, as we head into 2022. I don't even know if I could say that as we're in April, <laughs> but certainly the, um, the environment seems to be changing tremendously yeah, with yeah. kind of many macro events, I think, mm. um, really presenting big challenges to businesses of mm. all sizes that we, you know, we don't have, have a lot of control over. But what would you say are the main kind of challenges that your, your industry are facing, perhaps pick two or three um, um, for well, this year? Up till very recently, um, obviously COVID, yeah, um, not not meeting your clients face to face, which I think is absolutely crucial in what I deal with, um, because um, before COVID and now, um, I would go to people's you know if they go to people's homes, yeah, because um, they weren't they're not able to come to the office, mm. and also I just it's just in every aspect it's much better to be, meet people face to face. Yeah, I guess it's um, a more personal service more as personal, well, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Um, so COVID's been difficult, and also for a long time, uh, obviously you couldn't go into the office. Yeah, you're working from home. But I have, um, yeah, um, yeah, uh, it's, that's been quite hard. So it's, it's 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 great that it's starting to get a little bit, a little bit more to more normality. Yes, yeah. yeah. Although I think this kind of phrase of, I think in the very beginning we all expected it to kind of um, go back after about two months or something. Yeah, didn't or it? two weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember having a yeah. conversation with my husband. Mm. I was like, I, please don't say that to me because he, he said, oh, I don't think the kids will be back at school till September, that first lockdown. And I, mm. I remember saying, please don't tell me that because I can I only really I really sorry for people who have very young children. Yeah. But it was beautiful weather that first summer. Well, that was definitely yeah. the, the saving yeah. grace. But yeah. I remember saying, I can only really cope if I think of it till Easter so like that's a month <laughs> so give me a month and then give me another month and you know if we get to September so be it but I can you know I can't think of it as a six month situation. I think the homeschooling was such uh such so hard that I've just it's like giving birth it's just gone from my memory <laughs> 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 we came out of it in the end <laughs> but it was really hard it was like, very for hard all of us and I feel really it's been really hard for the children um particularly teenagers Mm. Uh, I think they've really struggled um, um, because you know, it's two, almost two years out of your, was it a year out of schooling? Massive, yeah, well, I think it was massive, six six months initially, wasn't it? And, and then, then really disruptive, disruptive schooling, I think, for, for massive six Massive time scale for their age group. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah. yeah. How, how old were, you, were your children in lockdown? What, were they well, so studying I had exams? one or? who was just taking her... <clears throat> GCSEs, okay, and one who was just taking A levels, so neither of them took them. Oh wow! So okay. they got the grades that were pointed to them by their work they'd done beforehand. Yeah. Um, but luckily, they they got the grades they wanted to. That's they good. had. But I think I feel really sorry for the the daughter who did the A levels because all of a sudden school had finished. Yeah. So she didn't have a chance to say goodbye. Yeah. There's no kind it's, of conclusion. There was no was conclusion. There? It was just um, literally on the same. I'm really sorry. We're, you're finishing school now, so they never had their their, their goodbyes, their proms, or 
anything like yeah, that. That's hard. She's she's moved on though. She's she's fine. Yes. But I, I just think it's a shame that I didn't get a chance to have that opportunity of the last term yeah. at school. Yeah. No, yeah, I had um, I had a similar experience yeah. with my younger son actually. Yeah. Not, not quite as significant, yeah. but he we have the first school system where we live, and he finished his first school. So for the last six months, he didn't see his classmates or peers, and it yeah. was you know it's just, there was no kind of conclusion or finishing no. to it. it just sort of merged from no, one situation into another. the next which yeah. is um you know but really hard if you actually finish school like your daughter I imagine mm. that must have been yeah must have been not to tough. say goodbye to everybody yeah yeah definitely so yeah so COVID obviously is, is one big challenge but hopefully you know with with moving back Get, into the office to, yeah, and, getting there. yeah getting there so what, what other things have you got um, that are kind of challenges. Well, it's your, a general industry. challenge that um, you know uh, legal rights is. <sighs> I think the biggest challenge is I think not not so much me nowadays, but with car accidents, um, the government's got a real bee in its bonnet about these whiplash claims. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that. The slowly um, people's rights have been eroded in that aspect. So if you have uh, whiplashes when you if you've been in a car accident, like someone has a comes in the back of your car yeah. and you're pushed forward and backwards, and you're going to get an injury to your neck and your spine. Um, so if you um, have injuries that last up to two years, then your legal costs don't get paid anymore. Okay. No. So your any if you're going to uh, incur legal costs, they'll have to come out of your compensation. Okay. But also, uh, with those type of injuries, it's on a tariff scheme now. So you only get a set amount of money for your injuries. So if I just get... I don't do these claims anymore because um, of this system. But, for example, if you had a whiplash injury that lasted more than three months, but not more than six months, you will get £495 compensation. Gosh, that's nothing, is it? That's nothing, is it? Um, I mean, presumably... I mean, if if you have a whiplash, yeah, um, it can be really situation. significant. Yeah, it can, it can really, you know, you know, they can be quite a bad injury. Mm. Um, and prohibit your ability to go to work. Yeah, or, so the, I mean, the, re- the re- very basically the reasoning behind um, taking away your uh, right to have to have your legal costs paid on these type of claims is to bring down motor insurance premiums. Gosh. Um, but that hasn't happened. No. <laughs> no, I'm not sure. I'm not sure it does. That was, that's basic, very basically the reasoning of the government's reasoning for, for that. I'm putting it really simplistically. Um, so you will find most solicitors in the injury world don't tend to do these claims mm. because you know, the legal costs will get eaten up. Your legal costs will eat up your compensation, basically. Yeah. So you might as well just do the claim yourself. Yes. Um, yeah, so that that's, that's a, a major um, thing. Um thing in our world um as i said also trying to get the bereavement uh compensation higher than it is you know so more than fifteen thousand odd for someone who's who's died because of a uh, negligence um yeah Mm. yeah so lots of lots of challenges on more positives more positives and um negatives in i think in in what i deal with um yeah uh, we're just always pushing for a safer world and higher compensation for our clients obviously that's yes. that's our, 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 our what we want uh, and just making people more aware of um 
Don't looking after themselves, basically. <laughs> yes, don't incur personal so, injury. So for example, <laughs> April, the Association of Personal Injury, um, they had a, 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 a um, uh, what's it called? A campaign on, uh, I think it was last year or the year before, about um, not tailgating. <coughs> yeah, because if you tailgate, you're going to go in the back of somebody, aren't you? It's more yes. likely you're going to go in the back of somebody yes. and cause injuries, that sort of thing. Higher, proba- higher yeah, probability. Yeah, so basically looking after yourself. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. And we, yeah. we obviously were talking earlier about legal aid and funding. Yeah. Um, and I guess there is um, there is a kind of a movement, um, you know, just from what I've seen and um, talking to other solicitors, I guess there's a movement with clients expecting perhaps legal fees that are lower rate or if they do a bit themselves then um you know can fees come down i guess the no win no fee sort of it resolves in some ways don't it because it, it you know um that the person who's been injured um doesn't they don't have they only t- they have the risk of paying legal costs if they win their case yes but then if they win their case most of those costs will be paid for as well by your opponent mm. So the person who's taking the risk really is the solicitor, yes. Because you're taking on a case hoping you're going to win, yes. So you're relying on somebody who's telling you what happened to them to be the truth. Mm. <laughs> yes. M- majority of the time we don't have any issues with that, but you know. Uh, but I do enjoy taking on cases where there's an element of we might lose um, uh, because I like to fight someone's corner. Yes. Um, so I will take on some of those cases sometimes. We are, I'll take it on and see how we get on. Yeah. I guess it's more challenging if you yeah. kind of take something on and it's cut and yeah. dry. Then yeah. I guess um, I guess you know while still satisfying because you help I think, people. I think you get a gut feeling that something's not right and that they that you should be helping that person. Mm. Yeah, mm. excellent. That's good. So if there's um, if there's anyone out there <coughs> listening that is thinking about moving into law, is there any? Do you have any top tips or words of, words of wisdom to share? Uh, with them? Get work experience. Oh, Just go along one. and get some work experience. Just um, because you might decide it's not for you, yeah. um, because it's a long journey to get qualified. Yeah. How many years do you have to go to university? Uh, well, there's various different routes to get qualified. The, the standard one is to do your A-levels, a three-year law degree, um, a one-year uh, training, uh, one-year LPC course, and then two years training. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the usual way. But there's different ways nowadays you become a legal executive yeah. where you can train while you work. Mm-hmm. Um, that's different routes. Yeah, um, it's, it's good that there's lots of these different options different coming options, up for, yeah. for people. And some to... people are just not even qualified and do the job. They're just going to be doing it for years. Mm. But you're not if you're not qualified, you won't be able to represent somebody in court and you won't no. be able to sign certain papers. Yeah, no, but it's good. There's lots yeah. of different routes forward. I think not yeah. just in the legal there's profession, but actually in other professions yeah. where you can be more practically yeah. based as opposed to just pure ac- academic focused. Yeah. And also, there's so many different areas of law. It's massive. Mm. You know, you've got the big boys in you know with doing the commercial stuff, and then you go all the way sort of to the other spectrum of criminal law. Sure. And also, you have the difference in salaries as well because you yes, don't get paid very well <laughs> if you do something like criminal law, like you know. The standard criminal, whereas if, I presume if you went and did commercial law, you'd be paid considerably more. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that yeah. might be the and way. It's very yes. different, different, Definitely. you know. And some some areas of law are more paper based, and others are person person based. Yes, you know? yeah. yeah so I definitely to find your so, area that you enjoy most. Yeah, I guess it's like everything, isn't it? It's yeah. just finding your your niche, niche within yeah, that sector. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. So, um, you know, we've we've talked a lot. Um, we've talked a bit about COVID and kind of the changes, and one of the impacts that I'm seeing as a result of that is this kind of hybrid way of working, and also perhaps kind of three or four day working week. Is that something that the legal profession is also adopting? Or are you? Um, 
Well, my <coughs> Britons have been always really flexible with me. Mm. Um, um, so I sort of don't, I don't tend, I work, I just work my core hours, but I also, I've always worked um, odd hours as well. Yes. Um, to work around my family. So that's been happening for years for me personally. Um, what I have found in law is the courts have got a bit more updated now because That's they've good. had to go online. Yes. So before you would troops up to London, sit, go in a very an, an old-fashioned building and, and talk before a judge, and everybody would have to traipse into London um, to go to these hearings, whereas now quite a few of them online. That's, That's great. much easier. So yeah. if you've got a, a, a short hearing just for an hour or so, that's mm. great. You can mm. just do it on Microsoft Teams uh, rather than having to go up to London and all the rest of it. Um, so that that's really helped. And it's brought the courts more modern now. Excellent. I uh, guess more yeah. efficient at processing more cases. More efficient, more and... modern. Obviously saving costs for everybody. Yes, definitely. Um, much easier. Mm. Um, then, of course, with the bigger hearings, they're starting to go back into the court court buildings now. Yes, uh, which I think makes sense. Yeah, no, it does make sense. I guess yeah. if you've got lots of evidence that you need to yeah. present or talk through, then yeah, um, mm. yeah uh, it's definitely definitely makes sense. Um, and the other thing that we're kind of seeing and it's being talked a lot, quite a lot about in the, the media is this idea of the Great Resignation. So lots of people taking time really to kind of review actually you know who am I working for do they yeah. kind of match with my brand value you know my personal values mm-hmm. do they have a CSR policy so you know are they giving back to charity and that kind of stuff is is the legal profession sort of seeing a big movement of people or are people fairly kind of happy in there I haven't got a clue role? so <laughs> no okay. idea I assume so um I I I I think it's definitely been a wake up call for a lot of people. Maybe yeah, um, that they maybe are not following their dreams. Mm. Um, we're only on this planet once. Yes, so I think you need to follow. Yeah, and I think what the, you want to do your passions. Yeah, that, I think the COP summit and things like that last yeah. year at the end of um one November last year. I think that also kind of made people wake up a little bit, just really to say, you know, actually, what what kind of environmental policy does my business have, regardless mm-hmm. of size, not just the larger organisations, yeah. but actually smaller mm-hmm. organisations as well. Yeah. You know, do they give to charity? So what you were saying earlier about campaigning for um, certain things to be changed, certain mm-hmm. compensation levels to be changed, you know, doing all of that kind of stuff, giving back is really, it's really encouraging and and you know what what people want from their yeah, roles. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think Britons we they they um do um give give money to certain charities and I think they're quite heavily evolved evolved locally as well. Mm. Um oh, that's great yeah. to hear. Mm. Excellent. That's good. So what what's what's the next month or so hold for you Amy? So you've got lots more cases <laughs> on the on the horizon. Well, it's Easter break, isn't it? So I should yes, be going away for is. a week. <laughs> Excellent. Um, yeah, just plodding along, really. I've got a lot of really good cases. Um, yeah, I'm really, yeah, really busy, yeah. Excellent. Um, That's good. Are you off anywhere nice for Easter? Are you you're at home? I'm um, just going to go down to Devon. Nice, yeah. like Devon. It's beautiful down yeah, there, it's isn't gorgeous. it? gorgeous. Excellent. Yeah. That's brilliant. Okay, so thank you ever so much for joining us this thank afternoon, you. Amy. Um on River Radio Let's Talk Business Show. It's been brilliant to hear all about your role yeah, in the thank, legal thank profession. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you um, about anything that they've heard today or to find out more about Britain's solicitors, what's the best thing for them to do? How, what's the best way for them to do well, that? Well, they can email me. Um, so it's amy, A-M-Y, at britons.law. That's B-R-I-T-T-O-N-S dot L-A-W. Or just give us a telephone call. Um, so our main number is... 01628 5 
Excellent. Yeah. Um, or I guess go to the website. Yeah, if you or can't just find, the find us on link, LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. yeah, excellent. Yeah, That's brilliant. To, to, you know, give any some anyone some advice, or if they, you know, whether it's someone's been injured or somebody who's thinking about having a career in law. Excellent. Delighted to help them. Excellent. Yeah. That's brilliant. Well, thanks mm. so much for yeah, joining us. Thank this you, afternoon. Sophie. Good luck and enjoy your <laughs> Easter break. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. So next week, Fiona is going to be back on the show, joined by some more great guests. Um, if you do have any questions about today's show or have a question you'd like us to ask our guests next week, please do email either myself, Sophie at River Radio, or Fiona, Fiona at River Radio. We've also got some other great shows coming up on the River Radio Network across the rest of the week. And of course, if you have missed part of today's show, you can listen again to the show via the website river.radio or via podcast via all the usual channels so alexa apple or google so i wish you a very happy week and i will leave you with dolly so enjoy thank you take care Just a